Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Dr. Drew After Dark. Uh, remember to check out that merch at uh, merchmethod.com slash Tom Segura, and we appreciate the voice messages at 818-253-1693. I'm going to try to expand the voice message segment of the show, so bring, bring me more. They're very good. And also the emails at drafterdark at gmail.com. Um, check out uh, my stuff at, uh, at drdrew.com and watch out for this uh, live show we do once in a while where you can just call and ask questions live, live feed. We do it on the weekend typically. It's my pleasure to bring Jeff Tate to the show. Jeff, what's going on? Hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a privilege. So you said I've been in your life a long time. I told you don't, don't say anything more. Let's hear what this is. Well, it's, it's rare that, uh, I mean... There was a point in time when I was not allowed to watch your television show. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So, because your parents. Yeah. Well, yeah. My parents. They would. They didn't. They blocked MTV. Well, and we were on like ninety six to two thousand, something like that. And um, you would have been how old then? Oh, ninety six. I graduated in ninety six. Maybe I was wrong. For, well, my radio show, they may have blocked. That, was, that might be right. So, I mean, there is a, they're not happy about this. <laughs> about me being here at all? No, about me being here. Oh, I see. They're still, I can't believe they're it. They're still pissed at me? Or are they pissed at you being a comedian? They're mad about everything. Well, my dad's dead, and that's kind of where I'm at right now, is I am having an existential crisis Uh-oh. as a comedian. Why? Because I don't know who I'm talking to anymore. I think you, I you was were, talking to him. You were, you were like, pushing back to him, and that yeah. was gone. His, my whole, uh, he never liked to hear anything that he didn't already agree with. Yeah. So he would just yell about it. Yeah. And so there was only one place I could find where they would make him leave if he started yelling. A comedy club? <laughs> yeah. Did he ever do that? He did once. He tried to stop. He tried to stop it. He tried to stop a show. Um, the last one he went to. Uh, he wasn't allowed to go after that for a little while. <laughs> what happened? What were you doing? I was, ba- I was Santeria or something. I was begging a lot. I was begging the crowd not to vote for Trump. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, but like in the primaries, and like, he didn't like that. No, he was mad about that. And then he was like, "I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't want you to alienate your fans." I was like, "I don't. <laughs> what are you talking about?" <laughs> I, you know, I, I vote you. I've known you for like ten minutes. I pick your fans as absolutely Trump supporters for sure. One hundred for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that the, I like I was mad that he he half stepped so hard that I didn't even know about it like he was in the back of the room trying to get the management to stop the show and he was so quiet like I, I that was also part of what pissed me off like why not like if you're gonna do it do it for real right let's challenge me <laughs> yeah what would he die of being old and a bad attitude he hurt his back like 10 years ago uh oh and then just didn't do anything anybody told him to do except take painkillers yeah and uh and then would switch doctors until he found one that would give him a surgery oh and then when that didn't work because he would he wouldn't do any of the uh, physical therapy right. after fact, the surgeries don't work you got to yeah. get off the painkillers first and then do the physical therapy and well he didn't want to do that and so he just got worse and worse and he what he just got pneumonia or something and died or what what happened i i mean it just essentially i guess it was like malnutrition like his body stopped taking in any what nutrients that doesn't make sense well i'm not the doctor i didn't 
I'm just trying to make sense of it. Very weird. Yeah. Hmm. Did they give him so much painkillers that he just stopped eating? No. I don't know that he would. Uh, he. It was. Uh, he just got. It was just like dege- like just degenerative. Crazy. It just. He just kept getting worse without, but like a little bit at a time. Sounds like a most happy fella. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was just. It was the perfect. It was like the classic. Like this is what was going to happen to you because this is always what you did was. Your bad attitude finally caught up to you. Killed you. Was he depressed? Probably. I mean, who could tell? He was from Indiana. Was he just angry all the time? Yeah, so mad. And uh, and you grew up in Indiana? No, I grew up in Cincinnati, but close. And um, I heard your parents were religious. Yeah, like hyper religious. He was a minister. Oof. Yeah, that's. Was it like religious abuse? You know what I mean. Sometimes you can get abused with religion. Wait, probably. What do you mean? That you can get, uh, that parents can use religion as a way of abusing kids, essentially. It's called religious abuse. Oh. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It never really seemed, it was like I got hit a lot, but I never, it was never. physical abuse, yes. You got that. Get hit with an object? Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Well, whatever was. uh, At hand. Yeah, whatever was. Was that him or her? Him. Yeah. It was a. since like we've started um like there's three of us left and now that we we're all trying to figure out how to be without this other like the gravitational pull the emotional pull so the three of you were whatever you were doing was in relation to his his stuff yeah 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 what are the other three doing what were we doing or what are we do the other three just me and my mom and my brother now without him we're just trying to figure out how to relate to each other wow and be like like we still have reactions like where we're like overreact to like because we're expecting to get yelled at yeah but it it's like takes us a minute to realize oh yeah you're not gonna yell at me and i'm not gonna yell at you we so everybody calms down we're still at like that part it's something i never thought it would i never thought it it would I didn't know it could be like that. That you can have a world where people don't yell at you. Yeah. Especially family. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you have a dad like that, it makes you kind of hate all of society oftentimes. Yes. Is that your Well, feeling? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a distinct and probably problematic relationship with authority. <laughs> I, would, I would assume. Ever get in trouble with that? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure all, I mean, all the like, trouble I've ever gotten into like was teachers the, and stuff like that. I'm sure teachers. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten, I've made situations worse with cops. Uh, I've made situations with cops <laughs> from nothing to something. Still you doing stuff like that? No, not so much in the last, let's say 10 years. So tell me, give me one of those stories. Well, I just, I've always, uh, I haven't been pulled over since I stopped smoking, but whenever I would get pulled over by a cop, I would always light a cigarette and leave the radio on. I would never turn the radio down. Like I would be as big a pain in the ass as possible just because like I'm in my car. You should just arrest me. (laughs) Is that what ended up happening? No, I got out of it. Uh, I was never really doing anything. I once had an argument with eight cops on the side of a road about whether or not they were entitled to search my car because my headlight was out. And I was on the no side. Shocking. Yeah, and they were, all of them were on the yes side. Also shocking. (laughs) 
And somehow uh, I got out of it. The car didn't get searched? No. Did you have I drugs kept in saying, there? Yes. Oh. But I, all I got pulled over for was my headlight was out. The cop told me that that was why he pulled me over and that I did nothing else wrong. And so I, I told him that he was welcome to search my headlight <laughs> if he wanted to. Or we could just leave it there. Or I could just walk to wherever, get a headlight. Like, I'll do all of that now, but nobody's getting into my car. And then that same cop pulled me over like 11 more times before I moved out of that county. Where was that? Outside of Cincinnati. Oh. <laughs> I got pulled over all the time for, after that. For what? Just because they oh, saw just, that car? Just to let me know that they knew where I was. That was all. Were you up to any no good? I mean, I, I was doing drugs, but I wasn't selling drugs or right. anything anything other than that. It was just pot or was there other weed? It was just pot. Weed. And it, but it would be like, oh, it'd be all that stuff that was very nebulous. Like you touched the, the center line. Right. <laughs> right. We're right. just going to give you a warning. Your, your signal didn't start 150 feet. Before yeah. The curve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like that kind of stuff that can't be proved, but also they're not going to give me a ticket. They would just want me to know. They're gotcha. So you grew up with a abusive, emotionally abusive and physically abusive dad. And what was the religion? Pentecostal, the loudest of the Christians. <laughs> and, and were you involved with that for a while? Yeah. You, you were into it. I was into it. I thought it was, I mean, I, I thought it was real. And so as long as I thought it was real, I was 100% into it. And then every time, uh, uh, every time it would be like, oh, why don't we just pray about it or whatever? They would be like, no, like my parents, they, they, it started to fall apart when uh, everyone started speaking in tongues. Yeah. And the, the uh, youth pastor told me, he was like, here's how you do it. You just fake it until it becomes real. Wow. Which is too close to what all of it was. Yeah. <laughs> and also it's just, you're just, so you're just spewing gibberish. And the becoming real part is not the becoming real. It's the part where you stop feeling dumb. You just sort of get into a trance with it. Yeah. You become, you get like used to it. You're not yeah. self-conscious about how dumb that is. <laughs> It's like stand-up. You just do stand-up until it becomes real. That's and, good training. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Some, some, some upside to the whole thing. Yeah, it was like that. And then you started questioning at that point. I mean... How old were you at that point? Uh, older than I'm... Like, I should have been younger, but it was still like 14. Okay, All right. There was a kid that got possessed... He was possessed by a demon at church camp. Uh, it turned out he was epileptic. <laughs> oh, well, imagine that. And uh, the youth pastor um, had no medical training mm. and assumed it was a demon. Mm. And then a couple years later, another kid at a different church killed his own mom with a baseball bat because he believed she was possessed by demons. And everybody at church was like, oh, he's crazy. Oh, right, right. But what that, What was that then? You're the ones that told me about demons. That people being possessed by demons, yeah. Yeah, you told me it was real. Yeah. Why? We should be... Congratulating him for being so insightful. I mean, we should at least <laughs> take him out to dinner or something. <laughs> that is crazy. Is that in your comedy? Some of it. I mean, not... I mean, it's like, it's like the subtext of everything. <laughs> when, when did the comedy hit for you? It was... That was the first thing... Uh, I did. I started when I was twenty three. Yeah, but uh, it was like the first time we had cable, and there there was a channel that had it. That was when I got on board. Got hooked. Like I want to do that. 
Well, I mean, I had no idea it was a job. I thought it was just something that you were like, you should just be funny. You're born with that? Yeah. And then at some point, you would just be funny at whatever job you had. And then somebody would come by and be like, damn, you're funny. Come, You should come with us. <laughs> yeah, comedy Fest. Yeah. And I figured that's what would happen. And then I found out about open mics and amateur nights. And I went to some and was like, oh, I could, you could just do it. Was this in Ohio? Yeah. And when did you come out here? It's, I lived here in 2010 and 2014. Mm. And... Uh, but only those years. Otherwise, Cincinnati. Wow. Uh, Philadelphia for a few. That was I was married. We're not. Uh, we're not married anymore. What happened? Uh, you know, we probably never should have got married. We. Uh, Comedian. No. 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 Not even. I wouldn't one hundred percent say she's even a fan of the genre. <laughs> not a funny person. <laughs> no. I mean. There was a lot of times it seemed like maybe she didn't get it or just thought the whole thing was stupid, which it was at the time, especially I mean, she, the first eight years. I mean, she would go see your stand-up and think it was stupid or anything you said when you were with her, she didn't think was funny. A lot of, uh, you the know. Ladder, more well, yeah, the ladder? More of the latter. Yeah. I mean, my biggest thrill is when somebody goes, that doesn't make any sense. And I go, well, whatever, I'll do it tonight. And then I get it to work. Oh, man. That's a real thrill. <laughs> and, and what do you think that is? How do you get a laugh out of something that doesn't make sense? Just timing or delivery or? I hope. I, I try not to think about it too much because I think it makes speaking sense. Speaking in tongues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, let's let's get to some, uh, should we start with some uh, videos here? Um, yeah. Uh, I actually have two videos that kind of touch okay. on stuff that Jeff just talked about. Oh, good. Um, so Jeff, you said you had a problem with authority. Yeah. Um, there's a guy that we've been watching on YMH who also has a problem with authority. Oh, no. Um, Drew, well, you've already seen this original video, and so yeah. I have this to show you guys, and then I have a new one that you haven't seen. Okay. Show. All right. Here's the original. Um, yeah. So this guy is called Fed Smoker. Um, that's what he goes by on YouTube. Um, and uh, yeah, he just goes around trying to cause a ruckus. So, uh, Fed Smoker. Hey, bro, I'm on record for a moment. What is this place, anyways? What is this place? Um, you don't need to film me. Oh, I, I'm doing a documentary. Listen I don't, here. I don't care. I don't want to be. This filmed. is America, you dumb son of a bitch. Okay. You dumb son of a bitch. I'm a private person, and I am a fucking American. You stupid fuck. I can ask you anything I want. So Jeff, mind you, anybody? I mean, they both seem pretty cool. They're cool, but they're cool they're guys. Just cool dudes with they're good cool. reactions. They're both cool dudes. Uh, they both seem to have a problem with aggression. I mean, I, I, I like, I. And I like feel more towards the security guard, actually. Like, that's the guy who's like, well, I said, don't do it. So yeah. fuck off. Like, okay. I feel more with See, that guy. The first guy like that. I don't do that. But he's looking for trouble. The first guy's looking for trouble. You said you look for trouble. I don't look for trouble. Cops I just come up. They came up. I didn't go looking for the cops. <laughs> I was got, trying to go home. Got it. So someone's got to do something. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. All right. Well, this goes on for a while. Do you want I to see can a little? tell you no anytime I want. You're a fucking baby raper on your face, okay, cocksucker? You want a baby raper? You're the one who looks like a baby raper. Baby raper, Would you chomo. escape from jail? What's up there, chomo? Listen here. What do you guys, how do you get a job here, there, fuck face? Well, not by talking like that. Well, you know what? You're fired, bud. But no, he would talk like that. <laughs> no. No. But he seems to be <laughs> finding it a good sport. Do you find sport in it? Screwing with authority? No, I mean, that guy's not even authority. The security guard? 
He's just a security guard. You wouldn't waste your time with a guy like that. No, that yeah. guy's not. That guy's just some yeah. guy at work. Like if you're just gonna go fuck with some guy at work, you're the villain. Okay. Like you, if you, you go find a, that guy's boss, you need a guy with a gun. Yeah. Yeah, I right, got it. <laughs> I need a guy who thinks he's that. Like, I need a guy who's like kind of a bully. Who thinks he's an authority. Yeah. Like the guy with the camera is more my target. Yeah, yeah. I get it. You're talking to me. I'm a fucking tough American, you tough, fuck. Tough you're doing touching my camera through the fence, teeth, you tough faggot. Tough. On, I'm going to talk to the sheriff's department about you, buddy, okay? Go get him. Go get him. Yeah. I, I think it makes Jeff upset. The guy's triggering Jeff. I'm very upset at the guy with the camera. That's I don't what know what saying. he's doing. He's, like, I don't know why he's doing that. He's an antisocial, aggressive, probably on some meth or something, and looking for trouble. Oh, man. So he just goes and finds a security guard? Again, that's half-stepping. Find a cop. Go fight a cop, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> you went and got a guy. This guy makes 11 bucks an hour. Just probably has to give half of it to a lady he hates. And and he's just trying to get through, get through till lunch. And then this dumb fuck... I, I like that he's able to keep kind of a smile on his face. <laughs> kind of. Like kind of smiling. Fired, okay, you didn't follow Proto. What do you, how do you get a job here? See, smiling? You know here. what Protocol is? Yeah. <laughs> I take cops' badges all the time doing it. You know who you're talking to? A retired double agent there, I'm you fucking retard. <laughs> God. Well, I mean, first of all, this sounds like it was filmed in 2006. Why is that? Because of the language. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he would have been uh, skewered, as it were. <laughs> it's true. Good point. Um, okay, we have uh, one or two more clips of this guy, and then we have the new video to show. Uh -oh. Okay. From the insane asylum, buddy. He just lost your life, okay, as far as your job goes. You threatened my life? No, I told Titchy job. You threatened my fucking life? Job, bitch. That's not what you said, asshole. Well, we're changing it to job because you're taking <laughs> it out of context there. What's your name, anyways? See? Man, this is this whole thing is just a disaster. Disturbing for you, huh? Well, it's it's just so poorly done. <laughs> There's no finesse. We're looking at it. To be fair, we're watching it. Okay, so this new video, um, he's same. not he's not doing the same genre of stuff. He's not going uh and, and trying to smoke some feds. Okay, um, he's doing something else. Um, and that's what he said. He wanted to go smoke feds, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's his name. He, he goes and smokes feds. And, um, <laughs> and uh, this is what he thinks a fed is? You could get most of that uniform at the Goodwill. Yep. Um, and so this video takes quite a few turns. <laughs> so we're going to go clip by clip, and you tell me what you think is about to happen. Uh-oh. Stings first. You want to take yourself a hook knife like this. Work best. Try to get all the dog food off it. Washington <laughs> some Pepsi, maybe. Is he in his car? He is, yeah, that's his car. What the fuck? He's got to wipe off all the dog food and then stir some Pepsi? Is that what he said? He's using the Pepsi to clean it off. Oh. Is, oh. Uh, Drew, is, is Pepsi a good thing oh, to sterilize of course it equipment is. with? What's he going to do, a little surgery? Uh, <laughs> all right, so that's Dr. Drew's guess. All right, here's the next one. I think he's a hot wire in that it's car. He's probably going to hurt just a little bit. It's going to hurt just a little bit. So. Oh, uh, wait, wait. Can I make another guess? Yes, you can. Um, I think he's. I think he accidentally shot himself, and he's going to try to get the bullet uh, out good. of his big fat leg. But let's take a little beat here and look at the the four aces glued to the ceiling of his car, <laughs> and the 
fake dog shit or something? What is that up there? Uh, that's vomit. his hair. Sort of fake vomit. That's fake... his hair. He's got, just got bad hair. And haven't it you... looks like dog shit, but it's just bad hair. Haven't you seen a million guys that look just like that when you walk down the street in like late at night in Las Vegas? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot oh. of guys that look like that. I mean, that's the... It's not good. It's not good. It's not what you call the picture of health. <laughs> and, and what's with the... Um, this guy, what, what's with the Frankenstein scar right down his forehead? See that? Oh, I think well, uh, it's, I think it, a lot of uh, questions are about to be answered. Oh boy! What's nice about this knife here is uh, the chi tip's been broke off, so we're going to bear with me. You can pull a tooth out. Oh my God! Are you serious? That's what it looks like. Is this? Perfectly normal, perfectly natural. I Got can't a even to do an extraction. I can't even watch this. Oh, with the dog there. I like the dog. Great, great. Did you uh, pull cut my lip? Yeah, good job. Did he excise an abscess or did he pull out his tooth? Uh, he's still in the middle of it. Okay. Oh my god. Legally, quick, quick, quick. Wait, wait, stop. I want to see examine more of the ceiling. What's with the? What's Nelly Melba on the roof there? What's going on? Why is he parked illegally? <laughs> of all things, man, get to a lot. That car is the most extraordinary thing I think I've ever seen. Just take a good look around that the roof of that of that vehicle. All right, here we yeah, go. Lots of skulls. But but the the oh my god, keep going. Quick, 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 quick. Even the dog's upset. Oh no, he's not. Oh, come on. What? Look at the dog. That's a van. Is that a van? I'm starting. Yeah, I'm getting the impression it's a van. He's, he's what he's doing is he's taking a buck knife essentially and he's digging it into his upper gum. And trying to extract a tooth while his dog is upset seeing him do this. A, a, a dog knows this is not a good idea. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> Look at the dog. If that dog could talk, he'd say, you should stop. You should stop. <laughs> oh, he cracked it. <clears throat> That's worse. <clears throat> Jesus, this guy is unbelievable. This is there. It is. Oh, ho, 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 ho. spitting blood everywhere. Pulled the tooth out. Oh, come on. It's like the Wild West. What is around his neck, please, somebody? What is around oh, his my. neck? Uh, I think that's where he keeps his keys. Maybe. No, come on. What is that? It was he was choking himself while he was doing that. Uh, this is an elaborate jackoff game. It, it could for this be. Guy. It could be. He's got to park illegally with an agitated dog with with a strange enough a electrified dog collar around his neck <laughs> and take a buck knife and yank out his uh, canine. Essentially, strangely <laughs> enough, that's what he was pulling out. Might have been his first molar. <sighs> Smile now. Oh God, I think I got it. Oh, fuck. Look at that bad tooth, folks. Who's watching this? We are. Yeah, well, yeah. So, um, 
We, I mean, dude, is he still alive? Is he still putting these things out? Um, his videos are kind of scattered all over the internet. I think his accounts keep getting deleted, and then other people keep re-uploading. So uh, I don't know if there's a place where they're all in in one area, but uh, th- this was. I'd like to see good. his TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, Drew, you could you could see his tooth over here. I, I know it's a little blurry, but can you? I mean, it looks like there's pieces of it missing. Yes, it looks like he did not manage to get the whole thing out. The root seems uh not complete. Oh boy. Yeah. So wh- how how do you fix it? You need a root oh, canal? he needs a surgery. Yeah, it, and it looks like there might be some some bone attached to it, which is really a genius. So how like so he needs like a better knife or what do you no, think? He, he needs did like, wrong. he needs a surgeon. He needs a surgeon. You know what? I woke up in the middle of the night. You know, you should bring this up. Are you speaking from the future? No. I, from here's me from the future. I wake up screaming, thinking about this guy's goddamn well, tooth. Well, these videos they show me do that to me. So last <laughs> night, I woke up in the middle of the night thinking about the guy, the Asian fellow, bringing the car into the garage and gets his legs cut off. Essentially. Oh my god! Can you show us that one, please? Also. Because yeah, I, I, I felt like I had to see it again. It was so disturbing to me the first time. It stayed with me. I feel like I need to make peace with it or something. Any more with this guy? Uh, first? I mean, that's most of it. Give us a little more. Okay. We, we can't get enough of this guy. What if Hardly that was the wrong tooth? All. Because you're not done. Painless. Painless. Oh, clearly. If you ever need a tooth pulled, you come and see me. Come about cut my lip, though. What? He cut his lip though, yeah. so it doesn't. It's like four stars. Would recommend. Oh my but. god, there's a turntable. It was a Coleman fire. It's a Coleman stove. <gasps> he better not. He's a smoker too. He better not smoke for uh, at least forty eight hours after getting a tooth pulled. Oh my god! Right, you can get that dry socket, right? Uh, oh yeah. If you get the root all the way and, out, and look at all that trash. And if you notice, he's smoking Paul Malls. I know. Right, well, he's right there definitely by the, cool. Right, he's a cool dude. But this is uh, this is. Josh Potter and I talked about uh, RPC um, and his hoarding tendency. This is car hoarding we're looking at. It's really a mess. Oh, oh God. What do I do now, dude? I'm bleeding, so we have to get something to stop the bleeding. I should have got a napkin. But these are the kind of fun things you can do in a no parking zone. Oh, my God. Advice for uh, pastimes? There's a flashlight up there in his on his front uh, dashboard. It's just, it's just uncanny. This is uh, not a good. This is a cool dude. It's a cool dude. He's, he's like a guy that tries to kill Mad Max. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> All right, so that was a little warm up for you. That's the dental video. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and now this video. is. <laughs> you seen this one before? I have so, not seen this before. So this is a car dealer, a, a mechanic shop in. Was that Cambodia, you think? Taiwan. And uh, he's asking the, you know, it's a tiny little shop, and he's having the car wheeled in, or he's asking the driver to drive it on up. Here we go. So he's driving forward. Why there's video, I'll never know. Can you imagine? And he can't, he can't reverse it. I just see dead person. I just see dead. That guy's dead? I, I mean... I... No, he's okay. 
No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a there was a follow up article on it in the Taiwanese news that says he is alive. How did you find that? Someone sent it in. Oh they're ma- they're making it up, but well, I you, choose that to kind believe of crush it. injury. I, I mean, it's possible to survive it, but he's got he needs work right now, like surgery now. Well, that's what killed Mel Gibson's wife in Signs. What? She got run over in the movie Signs. She got hit by a car. Well, that'll kill you. But I, this one killed. This one disturbed me so much. It was right at the femur, like right, oh, man. right at the thigh. I mean, that uh, guy. Uh, he's only going to be able to do hand-based karate and stuff. You know what's disturbing more than anything else now? This time that I see this, which is when I first saw this video, it was like the first time I'd ever been on YMH, and it really bothered me. <laughs> now it doesn't bother me so much. <laughs> You have ruined me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so this is Tom's favorite video. Are you saying this is inching towards being your favorite video too? Uh, I just I only say that it woke me up in the middle of the night, uh, obsessing about it. I thought I got to see another, see it again to make sure it was as horrible as I thought it was. And um, it's as horrible as I thought it was. It just doesn't bother me anymore. I, when I look at this right now, like when you look at everything, you can see. Yeah. The indications are this is a put together place. Yes, much better than that guy's. We well, just look at why, that guy's car, don't forget. But why was that guy? That guy should never have been standing in front of the car. You don't stand in front of the car when you do it. But but it looks like he should be a little more haphazard with the rest of the garage if that's how he plays with his own legs. His own body, yes. He should have been between the uh, Coleman. What are they? The toolboxes there. Yeah. Yep. But that's a good. <laughs> Oh, there's more. I haven't seen the end of this. Oh, my God. Yeah, Tom's favorite part is coming up. Oh, there's this guy coming up. Do they seem concerned, Drew? They seem bewildered. (laughs) There's a guy with no legs sitting here. What should I do? Think we should help him? As terrible as this is. Did they get him a towel? That's a wonderful ad for that toolbox. It is. It is. I mean, that thing still works. Yeah. Well, his legs were between the box and the uh, the bumper. Is it over or is there more? Because I've, I've never seen the full thing. No, that's, uh, th- that's all the important bits. Oh, please. Give me a little more. Come on. Yeah, okay. Just see what they do. Maybe I'll see something. Oh, he's calling. He's got a phone out. He just takes his picture. <laughs> he's assessing the damage, I think. On the car. He's looking at the damage on the car. Well, when you hit a person like that, that's called evidence. What he needs, what he wants to do is clean it. That's what he's looking at like he want, might want to do. Look at that face. Like, what do I do to get out of this? But which side of the car did the driver get out of? Is he the driver? The guy know. we can see? He, you're right. He's on the wrong side of the car to be the driver, but who knows? Well, I think the car reversed into him. Uh, reversed into the guy. This is definitely some sort of dash cam. This is the back of the car. Yeah, I think he reversed oh, into so he the guy. So maybe, so maybe this guy in the red is the driver. He looks like concerned enough. Finish it up. Let's see. No, that was the end of it. He just stops there. Yeah. He's, well, it, it ends with a happy story. The guy's alive. He, he's <laughs> he got the look walk. on his face where he knows he can't apologize because that's accepting responsibility. <laughs> and his insurance company was very clear. You my do not accept responsibility. My always told me never say he did anything to do with it. Yeah, just, but oh. he really wants to say something. Now let's get back into our show. You have another video for us, yes? Um, oh, no, that's it. No, no, no. I, I actually do have another video. Okay. Um, so, uh, Jeff, you said that you were brought up in a religious background. 
Where um, they spoke in tongues. Let's get this straight. Yeah. Right. So tell me if uh, you think that this lady reminds you of any of your family. And they go to the doctor and he says, oh, oh, I know what you've been doing, young lady. You had chlamydia of the throat. Oh, my God. Did your mommy tell you not to let that boy put his penis in your mouth? <laughs> No, this doesn't remind me of anyone. This is she's too open with her talk of uh, sex. Yeah, you, you couldn't. You guys couldn't even mention. No, they wouldn't that's have why, even. That's if, why I was no good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They uh, they thought um, they would never. That was too much. The word they, chlamydia. if somebody had chlamydia of the throat, we would just never bring it up. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> You know what I like best about her is it <laughs> the hat? It, she's cool. Yeah, no, the little the little leather uh, purse that she keeps around her waist there. But but no, it is that you don't often you know you notice how the way she yells cuts right through you. Yeah, that's uh, a <laughs> yeah. Cer certain psychiatric conditions make people that way. Really? Yeah, and it, you don't really experience it anywhere else. Like like she needs help. This is somebody unraveling, and uh, but it's it's a certain quality in the voice that you just don't hear people use normally. Right, get a little more of it. It's open. She never had it. <laughs> there is no scientific evidence for That, that that screaming, that hostility, that's not yeah. normal. That's not normal. That is... Um, she sounds like she got church fucked. Tell me about that. No, that's just a... Uh, that's when you get told... I used it in the... Um, I never really planned for the future because I thought the rapture was going to happen by uh, now. Of course. And she sounds like she just got talked into a... Anti-male? Anti yeah, well, she just got talked to like... I think this is more than that. I think um, there might have something happened to her. She didn't like it. Then she got a major illness, and then the symptoms of that illness coincided with some of the religious messages. So she kind of found her opportunity. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> On the food pyramid. <laughs> I like. Are you gay? You look normal. Are you gay? Uh, uh, this one is too much. I like that she's entertainment for the crowd that's standing around there. You'd almost think she was kidding, right? She's yeah. Over the top. Yeah, yeah. It's is she gonna take that hat off and be the lady from the state? Yeah. Not kidding. Keep going. She also has that. She also has that thing where, uh, when a stupid person tries to talk smart, she's got a little of that going on. And what clues you into that? 
uh, the or the the way she says oral and the <laughs> anal with another man, like the drawing it out, a little accent, the, and a yeah. little has to throw with another man in there. Oh, this is awesome. Wow. I mean, we're sure this isn't fake. That's, I mean, it's, it's getting that, funnier. That's, that's why I think it's psychiatric because it, um, it, it almost seems, it's so over the top, it seems like. Mm -mm. But keep going. Is there more? Oh, no. That's, uh, that's the end of this. That's encounter. enough. That's enough. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's enough for that lady. Uh, here's a, here's a uh, little email for you. I'm a 26 year old woman who last, found my, last year found out myself on the warty end of HPV. All right. After initially feeling them, they lasted about five months and went away. I've not seen them back since, but it's a source of constant anxiety. I have a hard time telling partners about it. For an STD, it's really hard to find concrete answers. Can you tell me if HPV, specifically warts, can leave your system? It can. It, or if it's chronic, it can be. How do I have an easier time telling potential partners? Um, you get the HPV vaccine, which you should have done already, and then you wouldn't have to worry about this. You tell partners that I, like nine, 80 90% of sexually active adults in my age group, have HPV, I have the wart kind, and uh, use a condom. That's it. Pretty simple, right? Get the HPV vaccine. I mean, it's so hard to get straight answers, Drew. Why are you Why are you muddying the water? So? I know. I was being so inconclusive about it. So it, the HPV is exceedingly complicated. They essentially say everybody's got it in your age group. Warts is a particular version of it, and uh, I understand that you should be telling your partners that's the right thing to do, but wear a condom and just tell them it's like everybody else and get the vaccine, and maybe they've already had the vaccine. They're being responsible. And Why if you're really being like, how do I tell them? Yeah. Have a couple of drinks first. There you go. Right? That'll now, your parents you would not have gotten you the HPV vaccine. Have you gotten it? No. you got to get that. Oh, you said sexually active. I'm done. You're done? Yeah, I used up my allotment. Your, your cheese all out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, where do you get these? Walgreens? Uh, you could... Ralph's? Yeah. You get they get a, flu shots at Ralph's. Yeah, but you need to probably... Well, they have those little clinics. You could probably do it in the ones that have the little doctors, like Walgreens and places like that have little doctor's clinics there. Okay. Yeah, it's very simple. It's a three-parter, though. Three-part? So, yeah. Oh, man, I'm not good at making future plans. Got to do it. It's the time. rapture? What if yeah, the rapture happens? No rapture. <laughs> Did you get any of your vaccines? What do you mean? Like measles and mumps yeah. and stuff? Yeah. So they let you have that, but nothing related to sexual activity. Well, I don't know. When do you get the HPV vaccine? Nine to 12. I mean, probably not. Yeah. I don't remember. Ugh. That's so we uh, we t we pull our teeth out in our parked cars. We're uh, we're like buck, a real uh, buck knife. Yeah, we're like we're like real pioneers. <laughs> my boyfriend and I have been together for several years now. We're both in our twenties, early twenties. My sex drive has been somewhat high, but my boyfriend is almost zero. This has caused problems in our relationship because every time I ask why he doesn't want to have sex, he just says he doesn't feel the need to as much as I do. I can't help but think there's something wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with her. Uh, or there could be something wrong with his testosterone. Could be something wrong with him. I feel like he takes me for granted. I'm in my prime right now. I'm young in shape. I want to use this body to my advantage before it's destroyed by babies. So uh, what do we tell her? Uh, you sure you want to be with this guy? A. A. B. Right. Uh, I'm worried he's doing some drugs because that will cut your sex drive out if he's taking a lot of weed or painkillers or something. That, And if not, he definitely needs to, unless he's, as we discussed Chi earlier, unless he's, 
expelling his chi by other means where he has right. none left, uh, he should see a physician for sure. I mean, a, a male that is not um, sexually active and has zero sex drive, that should be medically evaluated right away. I mean, that's that that's how different... I mean, if a female has a drop in sex drive, it's not necessarily... It's, it's much more complicated. But male, you just got to make sure it's not a prolactin secreting tumor in the pituitary. It's very common. Okay. Yeah, that's that. I mean, you beat me to it. All right, good. Uh, what do you... Oh, a transition. This looks interesting. Coworker married a guy after they were married, announced he was transitioning to female. Never had he mentioned this desire before. My coworker, we'll call her Linda, is attracted to males, not females. At the beginning of the transition, they both had permission to pursue other relationships. She did. She liked men. She liked penis. And Linda has told me that. Uh, a year later, she became very aggressively lesbian. Oh, that's interesting. Came claiming to be one and constantly posting man bashing things on social media. I believe this felt excessive. Now Linda has decided to announce on social media she's becoming a man. Born a straight female, now lesbian, now transgender. Is this a normal course? Um, fascinating. Wait, I think I got confused. Linda so, wasn't... Linda was a, norm, a heterosexual male, female. She was a heterosexual female. She married a heterosexual male, she thought. The male transitioned to a female. Linda at the time pronounced her heterosexuality, but then a year later suddenly became lesbian and then subsequently became trans female to male. So they both switched genders. Are they back together? It's an interesting question. They should try getting back together. Let's see if that would work. Yeah, they could, right? So he, wait, the male to female though, we don't know what that person likes sexually. I feel like this, I feel like a lot, everybody involved in this needs to take one deep breath, maybe take a three day weekend alone somewhere. Good. Everybody involved, even the person who didn't write in the email. Right. My coworkers maybe did us. this. Maybe right. us after reading this. I'm going to definitely need a whiteboard <laughs> so I can start to map this out a little bit. Cause yeah. I feel like I am all for, here's the thing about nor is this a normal course? What does well, that even mean? Right. I, did you say normal? Is it a normal transition? Is this common is what she she means. Right, right. And probably not. But there's like every, the, like all the steps it took to get me here is also not common. Right. So what, who well, are that's you? That's specifically abnormal. That's a different thing. Right, right, yes. right. Like I leaned into bad, like I knew what I was doing I shouldn't be doing. I knew it. Uh, but they, like this doesn't even sound. This just it's, sounds it's, like people are learning more about themselves. Yeah, and it's, it's unusual. You have to wonder if the husband transitioning somehow exposed her to something that she was already feeling. I we don't we we'd have to know them to know what's going on here. It's unusual, but it's not. You know. I mean, it could be. I know that when I got divorced, my I reacted poorly to it for a little. Like I I didn't like. I just didn't know what to do and became somewhat aimless and uh, get angry with women. No, just I was angry with myself and I had, I was already, I was just angry. I had all of that already. And I like had to work all of that out. Like this could be from, you know, somebody went through a breakup, like yeah. a, a broken, a marriage fell apart. And then you, you tend to sort of drift a little bit. Sure. Uh, everything you thought the rest of your life was going to be is different. And now you're wide open to... So now that you don't have that anymore, 
every other option. It sounds like you're of, talking about your dad passing too. That could be that could be it too. Yeah, like any sort of like rift in the group is going to change the dynamic, and you're going to have. So we were actually saying something very interesting is that we affect each other. Oh yeah, yeah, and that uh, maybe her experience with her husband affected her in a way where she got in touch with something that was genuinely real about her. Right. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. It's like what Prince did, but on a more intimate scale. Uh, I have always had addiction problems. I bounced around from every drug until I finally discovered opioids. Took them for years, got off them with the help of Subutex. Now I've been maintaining sobriety, if you don't, but he's on Subutex. I've cut them down to two milligrams a day for my original dose of 16. My doctor decided to stop treating patients and I'm running out of my script. I'm worried about relapsing. Oh boy. What kind of withdrawal can I expect from two milligrams? Um, it's actually worse than you think. The, the withdrawal can be pretty intense sometimes, and it's about two weeks. It's worse than other opiates, typically. That's um, a low dose. You might be lucky enough to have just a very mild withdrawal. Um, and generally, it seems to me that you should get down to like one milligram and just maybe hold there uh, after six years. Um, also, if Subutex keeps me sober, would it be a good idea to find a new doctor and continue? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you can try to de detox and see how you do. And... Uh, but you want, you've got to have to go to the program. You're going to have to get a sponsor. You have to do a lot, a lot, a lot of work, which I don't know if you're already doing, but if you are, get those people around you to support you to get you through this period. And then we'll see. One milligram, if people can get to one milligram a day of Suboxone, that's neither here nor there, I'd suspect, in my opinion. Uh, you'd like to have everybody get completely free of drugs if they can, but I don't think one milligram is going to adversely affect anybody. Let's get some voice message. Hey, Dr. Drew. Uh, my name is Marcus. Marcus. I was just wondering if you could uh, maybe have a uh, a person who's a, like a real marijuana addict to uh, talk about their addiction. Cause it would help some of us real marijuana addicts out. We are few and far between, but some of us got it, got it bad. Okay, yeah. thank you. Bye. Yeah. Some people can be really, really tough. Go to a MA. There's something called Marijuana Anonymous. MA, and it affects people that need that kind of 12-step or a mutual aid society. You'll, you'll find your story there. It's very, very similar. It, when, it, when it does get addictive like that, it uh, is almost always kind of the same story. So, check Well, it's out. good. Like any of those meetings are good because it just, like this guy, the way he said few and far between and the way he talked about they it. concentrate. His big, like it seems like his big hurdle is he doesn't know anybody else that has this. That's right. And you go to a meeting and suddenly there's a whole bunch of people that are doing the same thing as you. And yep. it makes, it does make it easier. The, and what's the thing about, again, that the, would be reassuring to him is the, the way he got addicted, the, what, you know, why he can't, can't stop and what he's, what's the consequences he's having. It's always kind of, it's very similar across all cases. So he'll yeah. find lots of guys and, and gals who are dealing, having the same exact syndrome that he has. It's very oh. common. All right. Another one. Now, it's not so common, but it's, it's not that it's common. It's that it's, it's commonly the same. Let's put it that way. Go ahead. Hey, Dr. Drew, I'll make this quick. There is a in, like a guy that I've been a mentor to for the past 15 years. He's about 24 now, and I'm 30. He has fetal alcohol syndrome, and mm. he's still a virgin. I've taken him to strip clubs before because he needed to get his rocks off some way. But now he's asking about getting laid, and because he's special, it kind of limits his options. And I know there's groups, but groups? should I just get him a hooker? And should I go over this with his mom, who's actually really cool. And in the past, she had paid me money to take him to strip clubs. So I think she would understand if I labeled this as, hey, your son needs to nut. Because you're talking about, these guys are caged animals. So 
Should I get this uh, individual with disabilities a hooker so he can bust his load? All right, thanks. What do you say? I, I, I say no. I mean, it does sound like his mom's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you know she parties. Uh, but I would say no to the hooker. Because? I don't know. My reaction is no. I just didn't like the way that guy was talking about it. He's a little bit seedy-ish, right? Yeah. So maybe he's just keep going to the strip clubs and. Yeah, maybe it's just. How about you get this guy a Tinder profile first? Right. Like, well, he's got fetal alcohol syndrome, so he may not be able to like navigate relationships. Which we better. You're but, right. If he I get... mean, most people can't. It's hard to navigate relationships. <laughs> yep. No, you're right. So I, I like the way you're thinking about it, or, or find other people with other kinds of disabilities, perhaps, that, yeah. that uh, are more patient with him, or and see if somebody, yeah, it's a good idea. And he said, but also I do. I would like to know what he meant by, I know there's groups. Yeah, I didn't like, know what he was talking about. <laughs> I, that's, I, that's is there like a Tinder for people with fetal alcohol syndrome? I don't know. Or is there a support group for fetal Probably support groups or, or treatment groups. Those are, I mean. Probably universities. But you don't want to try to hook up at a support group. Right, no. That, I mean, that's really frowned upon it, like yes. AA. Yes, it's not generally not. You don't go to therapeutic groups to find a relationship. No, no, no. I They're mean, not going to. It's going to end up being very codependent. Well, or or worse. They're using together or taking each other down together. And, you know, it doesn't tend to work out, which is codependency. But uh, you had tr codependent treatment. Do you, you come to understand that in any way? No, I mean, I know that uh, for 30 years or whatever, I couldn't. I had to check all my feelings through my dad <laughs> like that sort of thing like if like we had that like his i read all i read the books the codependent memoir and all that stuff yeah yeah and then i read a couple of books about narcissists and uh he was like a textbook narcissist of course uh which is i mean those all the narcissists they're all textbook like they just follow the same like it's they can't even be di even slightly different the the narcissist prayer of I didn't do it if I did do it it's not that big a deal if it is a big deal that's your problem right. all of that I mean we see it on the goddamn news every day yeah uh, so he had that and like it was like if we were if like my brother and I were having a good time or goofing off or like having fun and he was in a bad mood we w he would yell at us well mostly me and so we did we like learned we had to like check our own emotions. So it was like, I don't know the full like dependency aspects of codependency, but uh, like that, like emotional codependency was definitely, yeah, I, I had to do a lot of that to a lot of like figuring out how I feel about myself without having to figure out how you feel about me right. to know how I feel about me. Right. Like that kind of. That's interesting. And what was your mom like? Just very codependent. Just like passive. She learned how to, uh, like we all just learned how to make it like stave it off as much it. as possible. Yeah. Was she super passive or was she? Yeah. Yeah. And it turns like she's very funny now, <laughs> but you couldn't be funny around him. Wow. He was, he didn't get it. And he loved to tell everybody that he's, he's got a great sense of humor. Oh, he's got it. He's so funny. And then he <laughs> would tell everybody after shows and stuff. Cause he would come to all the shows, no matter how much shit I would talk. Your would, shows. Yeah, because it was he just wanted the attention. He could get all the attention after the show by being somehow connected to the show. Like, all these people are fans of mine. Wow. And he would tell them, like, oh, I'm his dad. And people were like, I mean, that wasn't. You don't look great in the act. But he still just loved having that attention. 
He would tell everybody who would listen. He never was funny around the house. Like, you motherfucker. I was fucking funny every day. Was there anything that you said on stage that he ever brought, brought home and wanted to chat about? No, the only thing he ever got mad about was me saying that he was a bad Republican. <laughs> as many times as I said he was a bad father or a bad minister or a bad husband, saying he was a bad Republican made him real fucking mad. How do you think he understood what you were doing? I don't know. Just using him as, you, you didn't mean it, and these were just jokes you used yeah, him to. Yeah, I guess. Like, he just, because he never did anything wrong, and then he would, like, there was, because it like, the joke that made him the most mad was just some simple, like, he was really against any sort of health care for everybody while being on Medicare, like, and Medicaid, and, like, the government was paying for his health care. Medicaid, too? Or, or what, I don't just know what it was. Medicare, yeah. Yeah, he was on the government was paying for his health care and he just didn't want anybody else to have it. And that was a, uh, and man, that made him mad because he knew, he knew it. He couldn't, uh, like, reconcile it. Yeah. He couldn't spin it in any way. Yeesh. All right. Another voicemail. Hey, Dr. Drew, my name is Adam. I just had a question. Um, so I've been experiencing like audio hallucinations ever since I was probably, I always hear people like saying my name. Sometimes it's like really close right in my ear. Other times it's, uh, you know, super far away. Like they're shouting at me from across a football field or something. Um, and other times it's just singing. It's like singing and like a full song. Like I can hear instruments. What is that? And is am I just stuck with that for the rest of my life or will it go away someday? Thank you. That is... Um... Well, it's fascinating, uh, and it's not associated with any other symptoms, which is also interesting. I worry it's a brain tumor uh, or some sort of structural problem in the brain. So I would absolutely see a neurologist immediately. Now, there may be something benign, might not be anything serious, but it, it, the fact that it's not associated with any other symptoms, I, I would imagine isolated auditory hallucinations could also be something that put, could put you at risk for other major psychiatric illnesses later if there's not a uh, sort of an organic reason for this. But you got to rule out organic causes for this. There needs to be a, a whole workup done neurologically before you make any assumptions about what this is. Right? Yes, I concur. I agree. Okay. <laughs> Another voice message. Hey, my name's Chandler. I'm from Northern California. I heard a little bit about some debates you guys have been having about how you towel after a shower, whether you do it inside the shower, after whether you air dry what. It kind of got me thinking. I was wondering if you think it's weird to shit after a shower or if you think you should do it before, after, whatever. Because my current routine is I shower, do what I got to do, and then while I'm drying, I take a shit, and then I drape the towel over on my lap and I do whatever I'm doing. Just wondering what you thought was best. Take care, man. Have a nice night. You know, YMH concerns itself with such deep things. This, deep guy's, a, this guy's a fucking psycho. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things I've heard and seen, this is the most disturbing. This is it? Of, of every video I've ever seen over there, this guy takes a shower and then... are you? Is this guy out of his mind? Clearly. And what is more disgusting than I put the towel over my lap and then I just go about my business? What do you even mean? I, I wondered that too. Why the towel? What business are you? Are you what, are, what are you talking about? Is he like checking are his mail? Are you trimming your beard <laughs> on the towel? <laughs> yeah. Do you just do everything backwards? Oh, wow. Very weird. 
but I it only makes natural sense to do your business then take the shower. Right? Honestly, I, I feel like we can give this guy the same advice as last. I feel I fear it might be a brain tumor <laughs> or a structural damage of some sort. Oh my god. Here's another email. I have two people living in my head. They argue often. Uh, it's it's like there's a control room in my head and they fight for only one seat. One would be a Nobel Peace Prize winner and the other complete misanthropist. I just want to change my ways before I snap and only the only person standing is the, is the misanthropist. Hmm. I just need help just knowing what kind. I don't know what he's saying. It's good. I, I don't know what this is. He just he says he's a good guy and a bad guy living inside. He's got an angel and a devil that argue constantly. Do you have something like that? Me? Yeah. No, I'm not a fucking crazy person. Right. This guy uh, needs to... Well, then you just need to take the side of the angel a lot more often. Let the devil know where he stands in the hierarchy of your the three of you. And then eventually he'll probably stop bringing things up. It's, it's like, you know, as Aristotle said, character is about habit. And you have to get the habit of doing the right thing. Motivate yourself to do the right thing. Realize that the wrong thing ultimately has consequences that you're not particularly interested in living with. So do what's right. But you've got to make it habit. Then character builds. Right. I do. Like I try. I've made it a point every day a to try. With the police <laughs> right. every time. To, like, but this sounds, this sounds dumber than it, than it should. It sounds, it sounds too easy. But I just try to be in a good mood. Like I try. Yeah. Now, I used to not try. I used to think that I couldn't, uh, but Usually I, just, you, I if, try. Yeah, if you're motivated, it's surprising how many habits you can control. Not control, but improve. Yeah. Improve. You can not fight with your spouse. If you commit yourself to, I don't need to win because if I win, the relationship loses. Therefore, right, we're right. Gonna, the, there is the no peace, yeah. The peace is more important than the being right or anything. Else. And this might be where the this might be where the church really ultimately pays off and their positive impact. The whole you just pretend it's real until it's real. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure I fully um, want to see you out there speaking in tongues. No, 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 <laughs> but, no, not that. But I mean, not fighting with your wife. Like you pretend that you're that you're good at that until you are good at that. I'll, I'll tell you the version that we often tell people is act as if. Yeah. Oh, well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, adopt the as if attitude. As Act if I'm as a nice if, person. Speak as it, if in tongues. What would it be like if I were right? If I were speaking <laughs> in tongues, what would that be like? Or if I were a nice person, or if I were in a good mood, it's yeah. what I want to be. So I'm going to try to. You have, and it takes work. You got to pay attention. You have to look for opportunity to, to actualize it. You have to be motivated to do it. It's not easy. Right. You got to be. You got to be aware of yourself a lot. Way more than I ever was before. But now you are. Now I am, yeah. That's it, good. And it gets easier. I have to think about it a lot less. So you're, you've been sort of freed from your dad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, started seeing, I started seeing a therapist every week like maybe five years ago. Perfect. And it was nothing has ever been more helpful. Right. Beneficial. Shocking, right? I know. I did 11 years of therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I keep it, dreaming about going back. Well, if... I mean, that's a better dream than that guy's legs getting smashed. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but uh, why don't we leave it at that? Uh, Jeff, where can people find you? Uh, JustAnotherClown.com is my website or Je at Jeff Tate uh, Instagram. Anywhere touring in particular? Oh, yeah. I got dates coming up in uh, Atlanta. Nice. Um, Asheville, North Carolina. That's a beautiful city. Knoxville, Chattanooga. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I got a nice like run right through uh, the like south. A, 
like the 19th through the 22nd, the 18th through the 22nd of December, something like that. It's going to be fun. Come out to those. Nashville will probably be in it. Fantastic. All right. Uh, and for me, it's uh, all doctor.com. Check out the family pods there. Check out the opiate series. And um, look out for the live show that we do on the weekends. Uh, if you want to call in live and take some questions, I'm happy to do it. It's working out pretty well. So until next time, I'll see you then. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.